Want to start right now? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> 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 we're recording. Oh my god, Natasha! <laughs> it's been a whole season. Took off your shit. <laughs> <laughs> to bypass the air horn a classic but you know all right so just to get current it's uh early september season starting to change i'm changing (laughs) you're changing i already said that (laughs) (laughs) um I have something to say to you, actually, that I was waiting to say on camera. You always do that. No, I don't. You're so method. You're always like, I'm going to save this to get her authentic (laughs) reaction. I killed you. I feel like Michael made your mic louder. It's not fair. That sucks for you. (laughs) Sucks being second. (laughs) Um, Okay, que paso? Okay. Are you comfortable? Are you settled? Yeah. All right. We literally meditated. The guy was like, okay. You can now open your eyes and Mari press play. Yeah. She's like, let's just authentic. We're present. We're in it. And we're ready to roll. I was like, oh, girl. Don't Italian hands me. <laughs> it's authentic. <laughs> okay. What do you want to tell me? I want to say that I texted you about it yesterday, but I just wanted to say that I'm sorry for anything that I was doing yesterday or being weird. We had coffee and I was just... I left and I was really in my head and I was like, I'm going through some stuff in my life and I felt like I was just on edge and I felt like that came across and just because you're like the closest person to me doesn't mean that you should feel the reverberation of any kind of anger that has nothing to do with you and I was just very... I've done that in the past where I've like taken things out on people or snapped and that's not okay. And I just really wanted to say like, I'm sorry if that happened. I don't know if it did, but if it did, which I felt it did, I really wanted to say I'm so sorry. I appreciate that. Because it did. You were, like, being really, really mean. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm just kidding. It punched me in the face. You were being really... No, Mari, I don't know if it's, like, just because our friendship is in a very healthy place right now. I did not pick up on that at all. Like, at all. Okay. Well... But I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's... Look at you. You're so self-aware. I'm so self-aware. What a queen. A round of applause. She always makes me do this. <laughs> I really do. I'm like, I was right. A round of applause. Goes, I know you want for it. For me. So here it is. I'm going to start doing that when I'm like working. Every time I do something great, I'm just going to be like, and a round of applause. <clears throat> Make my students clap for just me. slowly chant your own voice. <laughs> I know that's. Mari. I do Marie. that when I want attention. Marie. It works. <laughs> it works every time. But then we went bowling and I did it and then everyone was chanting my name and then I got a gutter. So it Karma. It it flipped on it me. It did. It did. But, but usually it doesn't. I appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't feel like that at all. Okay. Well, but that's best case scenario. It really is. But 
Yeah, I've been there. I know what it feels like. Yeah. When you're just like, I feel annoyed and it has nothing to do with you, but I'm just in a state of annoyance. So absolutely, you existing is problematic for me right now. <laughs> Take another breath. Yeah. I fucking dare you. I dare you. Just let's see what happens. I don't even know. Let's see. Fun little game. <laughs> Breathe louder. <laughs> I gotta go. I swear, is something wrong with my ears? Like, I feel like I, fa- I sound so quiet. Just me. I mean, I hear you perfectly. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, you guys, we're back. What the heck? We're back and stronger than ever. I feel like it's been like a year. What have you guys been doing the last year? Where have you been? Some things happened. I don't know. I was asleep. We miss you. I was asleep. I hibernated during all of this pandemic and now everyone's just wearing masks and like... And people are just like scared of each other. It's very weird. Mm. Yeah. So we took a break. I think the pandemic was just... It was hard. It was hard for... Me, I know it was hard. I, you know, work stopped and that was the biggest challenge. But Ryan and I did get to spend so much time together and we had an incredible time. And, and <laughs> don't touch your ring as I say that. <laughs> we got engaged. <laughs> Yay! It was the best. It was so cute. Now you're going to be married. Yep. Now I'm marrying the love of my He's life. He's the best. Ryan's the best. Oh, my God. I don't even understand sometimes. I just look at his stupid face, and I love it so much. It is so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so cute. I can't. I just love his face. Aww. Yeah. No, he's an angel. We're planning a wedding, and it's stressful, but it's really fun. It's going to be the s- best day ever. It's you guys are all invited. Everyone, <laughs> um, which we'll talk about. I'm very happy happy to talk about the process here and just be open because hopefully if you want to go through it you can and I want to be able to impart any kind of wisdom in real time um but all that is to say our topic for today is communication Mm -hmm. and Natasha and I have learned a ton about communication over the last you know what 10 years five years two years six months six months yesterday like so it's been in a wild journey and we really just want to talk about where we were through communication and how we communicate now and little tools and tips and tricks for you guys to implement when you're feeling overwhelmed emotional angry resentful when you're feeling frustrated like you're not being heard how do you communicate with somebody who's stonewalling you who just will not talk to you you know you talk to the wall <laughs> you literally you just go into talk to the, a wall you you're just, like i feel like this wall is actually listening to me more than you so <laughs> no yeah i mean can i just say it's so crazy like we you know i still remember recording our first podcast our first episode And then I remember even recording our last episode. And from that time to right now, I feel like a completely different human. Do you? I feel like a different person from our first episode in 2019. But I don't feel like a different person from our last. I feel like the same person, but with a whole new bag of tools. Mm. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I truly feel like a completely different person. It's wild. 
And also, like, I said that we recorded an episode before this, but it didn't, the computer literally crashed, so it didn't get saved. But I was saying, like, what's so nice about how I feel right now is if anything I've ever said you related to, I I can, like, I am for sure nowhere near, like, perfect or I've got it all figured out at all, but I can definitely say from the next step up, if you're still, like, feeling how I felt a year ago, you can heal and feel so much better. It's, like, I, I'm just saying that because I didn't know it was possible, and I'm sure there's other people that that have been through what I went through that didn't know it was possible and you're dealing with trauma. I know this is totally off topic, but I just wanted to say it because it's like, it's just, I, I wish I had more faith in the fact that like, I didn't have to feel like that forever. Cause you don't, it's like so possible to heal all that stuff. And 2020, I'm just saying this because that year was for sure the hardest year of my entire life. Big low for me, like the lowest I've ever been. For sure. It was rough. More than college. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, well, because you know what it was? I think in college, I was low, but I was like, I'm fine. You know, I was still in like... Make it till you make it. Yeah, I was was numbing out. Like, Mm. I just was numbing out from everything and like in like a fight or flight, like, let's just go. I didn't even think... I didn't even understand what was going on. And then this year, I think like... It happened this way for so many people where you don't have anything to distract you. And so all your shit like was just shoved in your face. And besides not anything to distract, it's not like our lives are just distractions, but like you don't have anything to like ground you. Like I didn't have my routine. I didn't get to see my friends. I didn't have my work that I love. I didn't have my workout classes that make me feel mentally better, you know, like all those tools were taken from me. And so I was just left with me and like unprocessed trauma. Shit. And like it was intense. And it definitely was, I don't know, definitely like the hardest year I've ever had. Like confronting. It. So confronting. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I, know, I, I was with you the whole time. Yeah, I know. No, my God. If you weren't. Would have been bad news bears. You would have been okay. Yeah. No, it was. No, I really needed a lot of help. And like, I also started therapy and like starting therapy for sure. You know, when you first start, you're like a raw nerve, I think. So to tie it all together through that process, I feel like I went into the pits of hell, not to be dramatic. (laughs) I'm just kidding. And, and clawed my way out and like, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh it's just like you it's literally so crawling out of hell is like really funny I literally you guys like Mount Everest did my way out and now I feel like I just have a very deep understanding of things that can help can help especially help you communicate with dignity communicate with patience and with kindness and also if you're codependent like me communicate authentically without fear of repercussions abandonment abandonment conflict uh 
yeah people upsetting somebody people not liking you which Mm -hmm. is abandonment if we really get to the root of it anyway Mm -hmm. I went on a whole tangent but yeah it was rough and now we're here I feel like I'm on the other side and I can be like hey guys if you ever need this, I've got. Th- I grabbed this while I was in hell, and I can <laughs> give it to you now. <laughs> the heart of Haiti. Yeah, here, take it. <laughs> Does anyone want this? All right. Anyways, twenty twenty was like great. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, for some people, it was it- no, no, no. Uh, but I will say, it was not. I would say twenty twenty one so far has been the hardest year I think I've had since, um, since college college was probably a little worse because I didn't have the tools I didn't understand I just started over exercising I started restricting my food I started just trying to control anything I could and it's almost more challenging now that I don't have those tools anymore that worked for me in the past so it's a little like it's like a toss up. Like I'd much rather do what I'm doing now because I do feel better and my lows are not as severe and they don't last as long, but it was just like, it's easier to numb sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just like, it's easier, but I would never go back there. But I would say 2020, I liked the collective. Everyone was feeling this. It was really sad and scary and I would never want to go back or wish that upon anybody. I, but I did feel a collective and, and, I did feel part of a collective and Ryan and I had such a great time in quarantine. So now being out of it and adjusting to the new normal has been really hard for me. Yep. That's, that's especially with work. Yeah. And communicating that Mm -hmm. also, like that's something I I am going to talk about as well. Like communicating when things in my own life are not fucking perfect. And I'm like, not like, (laughs) I just like, that is where I get a little like, testy yeah i think everyone does yeah i do too yeah i need things to be fucking perfect i i wish we could just snap our fingers and things could just be perfect but then everything would be so boring and we wouldn't be sitting here with all this wisdom it's true and hades heart and hades on a silver (laughs) platter yeah so let's break it down into steps okay when you are faced with conflict can you think you're an actor do you have like an imaginary conflict scenario that you can think of (laughs) come on put that put that study to use okay just like a simple one okay okay what is it okay um ryan is away right now and literally communicating is hard because he's shooting all night Oh, I was saying a fake scenario. You, you, you're. Oh yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, she's getting real with you. Yeah, no, no, no. This is like this is about helping our listener, helping you, helping me. Like, no, I, I don't. I never benefit on podcasts when people talk about fake scenarios. Okay, so I'm not gonna do it. Um, Ryan's away shooting, unsolved, and it's literally hard to communicate. So. What was your question? Well, I was just going to ask for an example of conflict so that we could walk through it and use the steps that I was going to say. Okay. That's my conflict. Okay. So so I think... Hold on. Let me pull up my phone. What I was going to talk to you guys about is something that uh, Chris, my partner and I use partner sounds so grown up ew 
Which is fun. Boyfriend. Yeah. It's like my old friend. Re- retirement yeah. home. <laughs> my partner. Um, my friend. My special friend. It's what we use because I like read it in a book and I didn't realize there's a word for it, a term for it. It's called nonviolent communication. I'm sure a lot of people are like, duh, Natasha, we know. But it has four steps to it and it's so, so helpful. So step number one is if if you're, you both have something that you're upset about or just one person or whatever, you observe the facts and then you reflect back to the other person what you've observed from what they're saying so that they feel understood. So, for example, um, in your example, like you're feeling... It's hard to communicate when somebody is at work. Okay, so it's like a work communication balance right so then that's it you did it already the you observed the like break it down it's not like it's the opposite of if you were to say like you never make time for me I literally feel like you don't care about me at all and you kind of get emotional instead of like neutral so I will say yeah so Ryan and I had to talk about it and we just came up with solutions I was like, I feel like when you're away shooting, when I'm away shooting, we have to kind of have some scheduling around our communication because it gets really hard with filming. That's a great Because you don't know how long you're going to film. You're also exhausted. It's like a very unique kind of fatigue when you've been physical all day. And so you want to have enough time for your partner, but also, you know, you just need to sleep. There's a balance there. Um, and he and I just talked about expectations and we talked about a very logical, realistic schedule for each other. Yeah. And that's kind of how he and I did it. And it really does work. And at the end of the day, we love each other so much. We trust each other mm-hmm. and we both are trying our best. Yeah. And sometimes I have learned that through the communication, we don't need to come to a solution. Like I used to think that it, if you and I were in conflict, it was like we need to get to a solution. We mm. need to understand exactly what happened and how and, and just have some kind of resolution. And I think now I'm learning that it's just about understanding. Yeah, I was going to say the solution is feeling understood. It's just like that's what like the fighting to understand, mm-hmm. not to be right. Yeah comes in yeah it's the the main goal is you want both people to feel understood and you also want both people to walk away feeling that sense of safety where okay in the future if I have something to bring up we can talk about it and it will stay loving absolutely and a tool I've used that I wanted to talk about is which I got from uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way it's um she calls it morning pages. So first thing in the morning, you just put pen to paper for three pages and you don't lift your pen until you're done. And it's really, really uncovered a lot for me. That's and cool. I know that when I don't communicate with a friend, anyone for an extended amount of time, I start to feel like it jeopardizes my safety, whether it's in the collective, in society, whether it's in my home, whether it feels just emotionally I get emotionally fearful. I I know that I kind of need a regular communication and I, I do really well with that. And yeah. if the other person is unavailable, they're unavailable. Like, that's fine. 
Um, but it does. It jeopardizes my. Sa- I feel unsafe. I know. I do too. I and think it's a basic need. I think it is. Communication yeah. is is. It's. I mean, I think it's how great relationships thrive. Yeah, and I, also it's being being seen is like what everyone craves. Like you want to feel deeply known, and if you feel like you're just not being seen or witnessed, or people care about you enough to like know you and like the the nooks and crannies of your soul it's like that's a very lonely feeling so it's it's a it's a basic need I feel like for every human absolutely I think so and I really uncovered that through my morning pages because you're writing and it's stream of consciousness it's bullshit it's this it's that and then I was like oh wow when I'm not communicating with somebody on a regular basis I feel and it jeopardizes my safety and mm-hmm. it makes me feel unloved and it makes me feel and, you know, I'm still kind of figuring out what's mine and what is on the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that it's really important to reflect on your own time and figure that out and then to present not like your case, but just to present your feelings totally. in a very concise um I don't know, clear way? Yeah, you I I mean calm way. If we're given tips, I definitely would say, you know, if you can bring something up calmly in the moment that you get upset, that's my therapist tells me to do that. I don't like doing it per se, but it's definitely the healthy thing to do. It's just hard for me. But when something's been boiling up, like or you get triggered and you're like, I don't know how much of this is you and how much of this is me step away write it out for yourself go for a walk get to get your place I mean if we're getting to like a science level like get yourself into a regulated state where your heart is not racing Mm. your thoughts are not racing you're not panicked you can be calm and concise because I also know for myself I'm not the best I'm never a mean communicator it's just like I'm not good at that I'm not like why that the hell did you say that like I just you just edited yourself from saying I, I know. why the hell would you say that point proven <laughs> point proven I'm not like a harsh communicator but when I'm worked up I am not clear or concise and then what happens is I'm trying to express myself and I feel like I can't get the words right and then I get more frustrated yeah. and then I'm like talking in circles and then Chris is like Dude, you've been talking for like seven hours. Like I'm confused now, and he's I'm. Like, I just want a bowl of pasta. Yeah, he's like, I literally, I don't know what you're upset about, but like, I, I'm sorry, and I'm like, I, I don't know either. I'm just really upset. Um, so it helps me, and I think if you're a person that's prone to outbursts of like anger or something, it also is helpful to just step back, regulate your system. Oh my god, a little burp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Regulate your system so your heart's calm and your thoughts are calm, and then present your case. Okay, so said. let's say me and my mom, you and your mom, our moms do something because they, you know, moms piss us off. Our moms do something. Your mom does something. And you immediately. My mom's always doing something. Oh, my my mom is always up to some shit. (laughs) And let's say your mom does something and you feel triggered. Mm -hmm. You're annoyed. You're like, this this again. I I don't want to deal with this. Walk me through uh, an ideal regulation. Oh, okay. Well, 
with my mom, I'm pretty not great at that. Me either, which is why I think it's a good person because yeah. it's like the most triggering. Yeah. They um, say like parents know how to push your buttons because they put them there. It's so true. Why'd you put so many? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like an elevator. Damn. <laughs> I'm a penthouse. <laughs> not kidding okay so these are some good tips for regulating your nervous system one of them that i didn't know but my therapist told me when you go for a walk what it actually because everyone knows like oh i just need to like walk it off we know that but what's actually happening it's so interesting our nervous system, that part in our brain that detects threat, it's so old school. It's so vintage, you guys. <laughs> like it's like from the caveman days. And so when you when you're upset, anxious, mad at someone, the threat detector in your brain genuinely doesn't know if it's uh Jessica was mean to you or there's a lion that's about to attack you. It's all in the same category. And when you walk forward, it tells your nervous system that you are walking away. You're getting yourself out of a dangerous situation. What if you walk backwards? Then you're screwed. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I actually feel like there would be some science to walk. I feel like if you walked backwards, it probably wouldn't help as much. You know what's interesting? I walked a lot during the pandemic. Backwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just around my neighborhood. Backwards. <laughs> just in one solid loop, just around the block. No, I, I did that naturally. I've been so walking, did I. I've been walking truly for, like, years. Like, just going on walks, putting on headphones. I literally just learned how to walk. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so fun. Fuck you. <laughs> it's, it, that makes perfect sense. It's, it's, it's satisfying to know there's science behind walking. Isn't it? It's I didn't know that. But yeah, it's like telling your body like, oh, we're getting away from the danger, basically. And I always feel better after I always feel better. Yeah. So that's one tip I'd say is walks. Okay, so she triggers you and you're like deep breath. That's what I would say. Deep breath. And I would say the second step would be to notice to note the feeling in your body. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a meditation on on just the somatic experience and it. It literally asks me where to pinpoint the stress. Mm-hmm. I feel stress in my gut, like right in between, like my solar plexus, my That's ribs. That's where I feel it. Twin. <laughs> really? Yeah, actually, like it's in it's a stomach thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So that's where I feel I get like tense and I've been noticing it when something happens. If my mom says something, if whatever, I'm like, oh, there it is. Wow. You're like really in tune with your body. Absolutely. That's so cool. So- Maybe that's number three. Okay. So number one is take a deep breath. You can't talk while you're inhaling. <laughs> so you save yourself trouble there. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> take a deep breath. Number two is notice the feeling. Number three is notice the where the feeling is in your body. Right? Number four is we'll go for a walk. Get out of there. Get the. F- if you need to. Um, go for a walk. And then I'd say number five is write it out. Write a letter of everything you want to say, and then you can edit the mean things out. Right. 
I've done an FU letter before. Oh, my God. They really work. Oh, my God. I did my first one in high school. I'm not even going to talk about it because it was for a staff member, so I don't want to talk about it. I'll tell you later. <laughs> but I did one in high school, and it was an email, and I didn't send it, but I felt so much better after. Yeah, I remember doing one with the next boyfriend. Yep. It works. It really works. So, okay. So, in terms of communication, regulate yourself. And okay. Th- there's some tips. And then... um. Wait, I want to go through the the four steps of nonviolent communication. Yes, please teach me about okay. it. Okay, so the first step is observe and reflect. So in a, it's non-defensive listening. So when what you're, does that mean? So like if you're telling me like, hey Natasha, it really bothered me that you were late today, and blah blah blah. And if while you're saying that in my mind, I'm like, well, you're always late. So like, what's the difference? And like, Mm -hmm. instead of just listening to your feelings, let's use that. Actually, that's a good example. So I was 30 minutes late today because I deeply underestimate traffic after COVID. I'm not used to it anymore. And let's say Mari is was super annoyed that I was late. So then if we if she brought it up and was like, hey, like it kind of bothered me that you were so late today. I would, in non-violent communication, I would observe and reflect back to her her feelings in a non-defensive way, purely like just the facts. So I would just be like, all right, so what I'm what I see is that me being late like really annoyed you because it made you feel I mean, if you said uh, all right, oh God, I'm not doing a good job. You're doing this. a great job. Thank you. No, you really are. Okay. So as I would just reflect back to you what you stated, basically. Like, instead of getting defensive, I would be like, oh, so what What I see is that, like, it bothered you that I was late today. And you're like, yeah, it really bothered me because it makes me feel like you don't you, respect my time. You don't respect my time. You don't prioritize what we're doing. So I'm so then step number two is describe the feeling. And so then I so then you would say your feelings. You would say it feels like it makes you, me feel like you don't respect my time mm-hmm. and that you think your time is is more valuable than mine Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like I'm not important right and then I just listen I just hear her out even if you disagree even if I disagree I hear her out because guess what I don't get to decide what her feelings are that literally is not my job that's also when people are upset they don't want to be upset. So it's not like Mari is choosing to feel mad and to feel like like my time matters more. Like she doesn't want that feeling either. So it's important to make sure like if they're expressing their feelings to you, it means something to them. And like you have to hear them out, even if you don't agree. Okay. And then the third step is identify a need. So they say within every hurt feeling or whatever, there's an unmet need. So, what would your unmet need be? Me being late. Hmm. My unmet need... I mean, I feel like me being on time. Yeah, I mean, to feel that my need would be that our time is... Im- my time is important. Right. That's okay. my need. Okay. For you to respect my time. To respect your time. Okay. I so, got there eventually. Yeah, it's great. So, that's her unmet need. So, we identify, like, what's bothering her... And then the fourth one is you make a simple request. Could you be on time next time? Exactly. And I can be like, I and, the, <laughs> and I can be like, no, <laughs> you're being really dramatic. 
Okay. So, but no, I'm kidding. That's an example of a terrible way to react. But no. So you would say. I would say. So on the other end of it. Okay. I would, I would reflect back to your feelings. I would tell you, like, I totally understand. Like, it makes you feel like your time doesn't matter to me. And, like, it makes you think that my time is somehow on a higher pedestal than yours. And that's really annoying. Like, I understand why that would annoy you. And then I would say, I totally hear your request. I will do my absolute best to make sure I'm here on time next time, I promise. And then it's up to Mari to hear me and also accept that. And believe you. Yeah. What if you, as the late person, are annoyed because I'm always late? Or what if you have a resistance to the request? Okay. Great question. This came up for me a lot during quarantine with Chris. If you're telling me like, hey, it's so annoying that you're late, but you're usually the one that's late. Mm -hmm. I could say right off the bat, well, hello, Mari, you're like queen of late. So why do you even care? I could say that. But is that going to get us anywhere? Is that going to solve anything? Are we going to feel better after that conversation? Probably not. You might. No. I Well, if we're in a fight, I won't. Okay. You know? Like, it, it probably will not make us feel great as a friend unit after that. So, what you do in those moments is you have to prioritize f- the f- relationship, the friendship, whatever, above proving your points in that moment put your thing aside and Chris and I have this like agreement like if you have to put something aside there will always be space for you to bring it up but the time to bring it up is not right when the person says it okay do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so like I would I would shelf it I'd put it aside we'd go through this whole process together until you felt good and it's not like I'm like holding on to it. I just I'd make sure you feel good. And then at some point, if it feels like I could do it right after I could or maybe a few days later, I could be like, you know, Mari, like I when you said that you're right, I was late. All of your feelings. I completely understand. I totally get it. I also do feel like sometimes you are not on time with me and you don't value my time. And I actually feel the same way as you. And then hopefully you would provide the same space that I provided you. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's nonviolent communication. That's very applicable. It is. I know it's so helpful. So they have this little thing on the website, just to give an example. It's What website? I don't remember. It's like the Center for Nonviolent Communication, I think. (laughs) But it says, when I see that blank... I feel blank because my need for blank is not met. Would you be willing to blank? Wow. Just a little uh, script if you need. Yeah. So here in this case, it would be when I see that you're late, I feel like you don't prioritize my time because my need for feeling respected is not being met. Would you be willing to be on time next time? It's like a Mad Libs for communication. It's a Mad Libs for healthy relationships. No, I think that's absolutely incredible. Because if you step away, you go for a little walk, five-minute walk, come back, and you're like, hey, I just would love to talk to you for a sec about earlier today. And I think that that is such a loving way to handle it. That's how I would want to be approached. I really try to be the partner I want to be 
and be the friend I want to have, the employee I want to ha- I want to work with. That is the kind of world that I it's my north star. That's a great that's a great north star. And I think that that is how I'd like to be communicated with. Right. So that's There's perfect. no drama. Yeah. There's no drama and that's what I love. Yeah. And you also have to if you want this just like you're saying right now like if you want this to be the way you're spoken to, you also have to get good at receiving it. Right. And know that if you come to your partner with your little case and you say, this is how I feel and this is what it makes me feel and this is what I my request, if they don't meet you and they get angry, how can you say that? You're always late. What What is that? You know I had a crazy day. I can't believe you're bringing this up right now. I don't have time. You can always step away. Mm-hmm. And that is also a tool that I really, really, really want to impart is like, it's okay to remove yourself. Hey, when the volume gets high, it makes me feel a little bit scared. So I'm going to step away. What you always do that. You always step away. I'm just going to remove myself. And then you remove yourself either in a bathroom and, or outside or how in your car, wherever, you know, wherever you can feel safe just to kind of let things um, simmer. Simmer. Dissolve was the word I was going to say. Yeah. We can go with simmer. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. dissolve is good. Dissolve, dissolve is fine. Makes it's fine. Sense. It, I just think that it's always a solution. Yeah. And anything can be met with calm. I My communication used to be so heightened. Everything was a 10 out of 10. And I think I've realized over the years, I've kind of assessed it. This is not a 10 out of 10. This is not. This is a 5 out of 10. It's okay. We're going to make it through this. And having a little bit of perspective, as I've gotten older, I remember if I didn't get a part or something, I remember I felt like it was truly going to last forever. I was like, my heart's broken. I'm so depressed about this. And I'm stuck like this. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, this is a shitty moment. I didn't get that part I really wanted. I thought I deserved it. I worked my ass off, you know, whatever, and I didn't get it. Okay. I'm sad. I'm going to mourn it. I'm going to have my little moment, and then I'm going to release it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't need to take over my entire life. Dang. I think the same goes for communication. Yeah, you're so right. I think that's a really good tip is perspective. Because I do the same thing, too. Like, if, like, I'm starting to get into an argument with someone, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the end. Catastrophizing. Totally. And it's like. Same. It's like, well, let's see. (laughs) Is it really? You were late. Yeah. And let's not make this bigger than it needs to be. I actually just recently had a really heavy discussion with somebody. And at the end, I was like, look, this is just a fight. It's okay. This is not the end. Yeah. It's just a fight. I'll still see you. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And it was really helpful. It is. It, it it It's so helpful to be able to, like, insert some reason into conflict because it can snowball and you can get carried away and things can get very heated. Very quickly, very, too. Very quickly. Just, like, it takes, like, one look. And it also feels good sometimes to engage in the anger. I know that sometimes it feels good to fight. And I've learned to recognize I've never been a fighter, I don't think, but I I certainly am like, oh, there's adrenaline pumping, there's cortisol. It's like a full on just like adrenaline dump in my brain. Totally. And I think that 
it's I'm learning to recognize that feeling and that's just wanting to connect Mm -hmm. and it's being manifested through anger Mm -hmm. and that's you know there's a time and a place and it's called a kickboxing class yeah (laughs) that's what kickboxing is called the pillow in your bedroom it is yeah you're so right there is such an addictive quality to like when you get worked up but you just have to like what I do is I just remind myself like this doesn't solve anything like Mm. I've I know where this leads and it doesn't lead to like a great place like that we could do a better job there's there's better options as tempting as it is sometimes to just be mad there's much better options for your own mental well-being it really yeah absolutely Mm mm-hmm and I, I think I have one more thing I want to add. Can I add it? Please. She's saying no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, like, for me, a big lesson that I had to learn is also to be a good communicator, you have to know how you're feeling. So if you're <sighs> like me, I personally shove all my feelings down. If I'm upset with someone, I'm like... Okay, like if I act cool with you, we'll be good. I can go home and I can just deal with this on my own because that's what I've done my whole life. Fix myself and then we'll be fine. And we never had to like work anything out. But that's just so disrespectful to yourself. It's telling it's it's telling yourself that you're not worthy of being listened to. And the other person and giving the other person a chance to show up for you. Yeah, you're right. Because if you had a conflict with me and you had beef, I would really... I would feel disrespected if you didn't bring it up. Right. Because I'd be like, you don't trust me enough to think that we can handle it. Yeah. You're like acting like I'm going to freak out and you don't know that. You don't know how I'll handle it. Yep. And so it's a really hard like seal to break when you're just like, it's like a, it's like an instinct almost when you get upset. You're like, I'm fine. Like I, cause like you are going to be fine, but it's just a better way to live to notice and respect your respect your vessel enough that if it's giving you a cue via emotion is, is what I'm saying. I feel like what I'm saying sounds like po- like really intense, like complicated poetry right now. Like your vessel via emotion. Vessel. Yeah. <laughs> no, like respect your soul your body like respect your system enough that if it's sending you a signal you'll listen to it you'll figure out what it's asking of you and then you'll advocate for that in the outside world it's self-respect and it's confidence and it's self-esteem so if you're like me and you usually just you know don't mention things because you can figure it out on your own and you will actually be fine and you won't have any resentment sometimes don't do that like Respect yourself enough and respect the people in your life enough to use it as a time to connect. Absolutely. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, Oprah always says get still. She says get still. When you don't know what to do, when you don't know how you feel, when you don't know how the difference between how you should feel and how you do feel and you are overwhelmed and you're like, ugh, this doesn't isn't a big deal, but I'm still upset. Should I bring it up? It's nothing. It'll pass. We'll get through it. She says to get still and the answer will come. And I've had that and the answer does come. Oprah. Oprah. 
Do you see Rose McGowan was coming for her? I know. I was like, Are I did you? see that. I know. That was wild. I'm so. She said, is, she said Oprah is as fake as I it know. gets. I was like, <gasps> I just like, okay, this is my take on that stuff. Like, I don't know. You could catch people on an off day and we are a culture that puts people on pedestals. We idolize them and then we knock them down. And like, we're, it's impossible. We're human. Maybe she, maybe Oprah was a huge bitch to her one day. But like, sometimes I mean, like, we're all human. I don't know. Please don't take Oprah from me. I really need her. If they cancel Oprah. I, cancel me too. Honestly. <laughs> if love and Oprah is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. Cut to like a year from now. We're like, uh, we have to take that episode down. <laughs> <laughs> no i yeah i know i saw that too also yeah i mean come on everyone is human and everybody has bad days everyone is stressed like i'm anti-cancel culture me too it's just it should be like consequence culture yeah i love that yeah i'm gonna change <laughs> it yeah i think i think we went over some really great tips Nonviolent communication pausing Breath, journal, walks, trusting the people around you who have earned your trust, trusting your own self and that people won't leave you if you do bring up conflict. And if they do leave you, that they should let them leave. Bitch, there is the door. Let them leave because because also as a codependent human, let me tell you, your relationships, all of your relationships being reliant on the soul fact that you are able to act fine when you are not fine that is an exhausting life and so if you need to lie about how you're feeling to someone in order to keep them in your life you don't want them in your you life you do not want them because that drains your cup yeah because you're constantly having to act fine when you're not but i'm almost jealous sometimes of that because i and in i am incapable Ugh. of acting fine like you know it's on my face it's in my i'm like I can't hide it. Yeah. I'm it's getting so more like annoying. That. I feel like let's just take your cup and my cup and we'll like mix them together and then we'll redisperse them. <laughs> we'll just be perfect people then. You know who loves making tea? Oprah. Oh man. <laughs> Oprah loves tequila. Tequila. That's she what does? Oprah, yeah. I heard that whenever you go to her house, she offers you a shot of tequila. You guys, I'm just gonna say it right now. I want to meet Oprah so bad. In what context? Like this. Like, I want her to, like, be on Let Us Help. You know what? <laughs> Let's put it on our vision board. I want to meet her so on our vision board. <laughs> All right. I feel like we're getting silly now. Okay. <laughs> it's hot in this room. It is hot. Okay, Google, turn the air on. All right. All right, guys. So rude. That was so rude. Go take a walk around the block, Natasha. I'm going to talk to Alexa. Do your morning pages. All right. Well, we'll wrap up. We love you guys. We're so excited to be back. Oh, my God. You guys. We missed you. Do uh, try one of these tools this week. Just one. And tell us. DM us. Tell us how it went. Like, what worked? What didn't? Mm Mm-hmm. If you're feeling stressed or anxious, the walks help with that, too. Like, it's not just communication. Like, it helps with your anxiety to go for a walk. So, go for a walk. All right. Okay. One, two, three. Let us Let us us help. help. I was going to say bye. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. Bye.